News. He's the head coach at Georgia. He's Kirby Smart. He joins us on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning, Coach. Thanks for being with us. Absolute mistake, man. I hope you guys are doing great. I've been getting texts all morning from uh, the great coverage you're giving and all the great stories that uh, that Mansell's telling. <laughs> he's he, he's a he's a busy man. He today. thought he thought Sander was going to be here today. The reason he was going to do this, yeah. he found out I was on there. So I know what he did. A couple of quick things off the top. Uh, can you tell folks? Do you remember the first time you met with Nick Saban? I don't know if you interviewed for a gig with him and the impact he's had on you and your coaching career. And a few thoughts on that. Yeah, what a uh, what a he's had a huge impact on my career. First of all, but the the first time I met him was um, I think over in uh, Mobile. I was at FSU as a graduate assistant and met him for an interview uh, around the Senior Bowl time. And uh, we were at an FBO, one of those private airports. He was coming in and out, and uh, I got there about an hour before he did to make sure I was there on time. And uh, we had a nice, good interview. Coach Muschamp was there, and uh, it was it was it was unique. Um, Probably wouldn't have intimidated back then as I, I should have been. Um, you know, it was right after he'd won the first national title. But uh, a lot of respect for him as a coach and um, as a person and a man. I mean, what he and Miss Terry have meant to really the game of football, but especially to, to Tuscaloosa, they've been incredible. And I mean, he's 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 put a lot of coaches through his uh, his coaching factory. I can assure you of that. And uh, he's really really good at what he does. And from what I hear, he was still working and coaching right up to the last minute, uh, it sounds like, over there uh, yesterday. So a lot of respect for him, and, and he meant a lot to my career. Were you surprised by the news? Uh, I mean, yeah, I know. I think uh, a little, little shocked when it came about. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, it's inevitable for all of us. We're going to, you know, all walk away. Sometimes you walk away on your own terms, and sometimes you don't. And, I think it's pretty cool that he got to walk away, you know, on his own terms. Coach, obviously that's a huge decision for for University of Alabama and, and for college football. But, you know, turning toward the Georgia Bulldogs and a decision for you, Carson Beck coming back, uh, a quarterback, and a lot of things go into a decision like that. Can you kind of walk us through, uh, tell me what you thought when, when you heard, like, hey, when he said, Coach, I'm coming back, what's that do for your team? Uh, what's that do for the offseason? And what does that do for you uh, in 2024, knowing you got a guy coming back experienced? Yeah, it's a huge momentum builder. I think it gives a lot of confidence in the program that the you know, things are headed in the right direction. He has enough confidence in, in us as coaches and uh, and as a staff to continue to uh, lead and direct him in the right direction. I mean, it's 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 ultimately a business decision for him. He's looking at it as can he grow and extend his NFL career by being at Georgia another year, therefore being more prepared for the NFL when he goes. And I thought he did a real good job researching things. He had a lot of help around him uh, in terms of getting good information and not making an emotional decision. And uh, I thought he, I mean, he, he could have come out and it would be the right decision for him. He could have stayed and it would be the right decision for him. There's no true right or wrong for him. I think he, he made the decision that, that, that fit him best. And uh, his long-term goals are to play a long time in the NFL, and he wants to prepare a little more and, and win some games while he's doing it. So it's certainly big for us because it had a, it had a major impact on not only recruiting but, but guys deciding to stay with him. What what did you see? One last question, Carson Beck. What did you see the most growth out of him? Obviously taking live snaps, but when you sit there in August and you go through those scrimmages and then you see him, what he evolved, what did you see the most growth out of him this year? Just situationally understanding not to force the ball, when to uh, have to make plays with your feet. The decision that for all quarterbacks is 
you know, do I run or do I throw? Do I take a sack? Do I take a risk here? And I think his awareness of that, he, he had some huge conversions with his legs. Uh, and I think that, that that's frustrating for, for coordinators because he's a, he's a kid that wins with his mind, protections, throws uh, at an elite level. But then when you get all that figured out and you, you beat a guy in the, in the offensive line and you've got a one-on-one chance to tackle him, he takes off. It just demoralizes defenses, and I thought his growth uh, in terms of making those decisions. I mean, if, you, if you're number one in the country on third down offense, you got somebody that knows what he's doing at quarterback. That it just doesn't happen. You go look at uh, across the, the the nation and across the history of guys that have been good on third downs. They usually are, are high quarterback functioning people, and that's that's what he is. Were you surprised or disappointed at all about how the quarterback room? has filled out or not filled out in recent since uh, that decision at all? No, not not really surprised at all. Nothing surprises me anymore. It's 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 uh over the flow. You know, it's who can adapt best. It's uh um take the information you're given, take the, the, the opportunity to get players that you're given and make the most of it and that's what we've done. So I'm very pleased and confident. I thought Puglisi had a great uh, set of uh, bowl practices. We got to see him firsthand and go out and be the the quarterback against uh, the defense. So I got to watch him throw and do things. I thought Gunner got valuable experience in terms of being able to get in the game and go play, and uh, that's big. So yeah. you're always looking to have some depth in that room. Kirby Smart with us on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I want to go back to uh, Nick just for a second, or in general, the conversation or the energy between the two of you at the SEC title game. And maybe I read too much into it. That's what we do in our business. But um, you said to him, buddy, I'm never going to be around coaching as long as you are. I promise you that. Um, everybody wants to see the chemistry and the dynamic. Look at Kirby and Nick Saban. Everybody's fascinated like a reality show for men. But, but like the, the, the warmth between the two of you and you said about your family when you had your kids born and, and, and his family being there. I, I don't know. It's kind of poetic that it, it, it ends and it felt like that you guys are at a, a place that everybody could realize how close really your two families are and how you feel about Nick Saban. Yeah, the 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 moment or the I, I, the clip I see is just a brief little clip that they actually cut. You know, they, they cut that up to, to how they want to. So the actual footage is probably longer than that and probably more meaningful than that. They just, they, they shape it how they want to. They can make the narrative yeah. go how they want to go with what they cut in and out of that. But, you know, there's a lot of respect uh, both ways between he and I. And uh, I've told him that. I, I make it a point to tell him how much I appreciate he's done for the game and for other coaches, not just me. I mean, he's done a lot for the game of football. So that that, that pregame deal for me is is just a, a matter of respect um, for what he's done and, and how he's gone about his business. Nobody in this business works uh, as hard as he does, and uh, he demands a lot you know, of his staff, but he, 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 he does it himself. And uh, I have respect for that. And uh, I know how hard it is to do it at that level for a long time. And and he's accomplished that. So those moments that are called in there, or you can tell it's all it's all cut up with bits and pieces of right. it. So there's parts in there missing. Coach, talking about working hard, you know, we go back to your team right here, and I know you've probably walked in that weight room and you've probably walked in that indoor and you don't see Brock Bowers anymore. Um, what's it like and what was it like to coach this guy? And from day one, people with a buzz around him the first day he got there, you know, you hear the comparisons of Nick Chubb, like this guy's wired like Nick Chubb. What was it like to coach Brock Bowers? It was special. It was uh, a, a every day you knew you were going to get uh, 
uh, an A in effort and, and toughness and team. It's just so like you almost take it for granted. You know, it's like you know you don't know what you got till it's gone because he's he he never was an issue. <laughs> he never had much to say. He never uh, complained. He never griped. He was just a solid worker that just worked and he was um from day one he made plays and we knew the spring that he arrived wow you know we we got us a player here this guy's a, a really good one then he goes to the clemson game and plays really well and uh, made significant plays and then just took off his freshman year and never looked back and i think the the mark he'll leave is um the way he went about things whether it was injury and being in a treatment every morning before the coaching staff or whether it was staying out and running extra uh, and, and, and or catching a pass in practice and going 75 yards. I mean, it'll be stuff of legend that people around here talk a long time about because he was just different. He was just different. Kirby Smart with us on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. After the blowout win over Florida State, the quote was, people need to see what happened tonight and they need to fix it. It's really unfortunate for the guys on the sideline who had to play in that game when they didn't have their full arsenal. Um, any more depth you can provide to what you were trying to say there and how you were feeling after a great bowl win for Georgia, but one that I know you felt kind of mixed about as it played out. Yeah, the the, the, the comments were spoken more uh, not towards just FSU in general, just the situation that college football's in. You know, I think it's having its effect on uh, on coaches as a whole and on uh, and indirectly it's affecting kids and you know, a lot of people think that it's it's good for kids to have so many options. I I, I tend to to disagree that 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 you know what 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 wears on so many of our players and players across college football is what else could I be doing? Where can I go and get immediate success? And where is the best pathway for me? When a lot of times um, the best pathway is is right where your feet are. And if you have the thought in your head always that there's grass greener on the other side, that impacts you. It impacts you academically. It impacts you emotionally. It impacts your mental health because you're constantly thinking about the alternative. And uh, I don't, I don't know that right now um, we're in the right place when, when, when guys can, you know, transfer twice and they can go two times a year. Um, that's a lot of doubt. As coaches, we really just want to know what our roster is going to be for a year. I don't think there's any coach that's saying kids shouldn't be able to transfer or kids shouldn't be able to make money. That's that's all um, out there, and that's a good thing when it's used the right way. It's just unfortunate that it's 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 gone as far as it has because it's it's led a lot of uh, kids to make you know you think they're the best decisions for them, but they look back and most of the kids that left our place they look back and say, "Golly, coach." I messed up. I just didn't know any better. You know, I think about it as a parent, and I think about having three kids and and the difference of looking at them and saying, well, this is how it is, and we're going to work through it, or them having in their head, well, I got plenty of other options. So, you know, like, like I don't have to stick this out. Or um, if I'm not happy with something, I know there's an escape hatch, and I think any parent can appreciate that there's a different world of college football. The, the escape hatch is right in front of them, and it's hard for kids at 18, 19, and 20 to not want to jump there and, and parents to try to manage it, not just coaches. But now you have a kid who's saying, I can go do a bunch of other things, and I think that probably makes it more stressful than anything else. 
It does. It wears on them. And people will, will, will quickly point uh, at coaches' salaries, and people will quickly point at uh, the coaches can, can move and go and freely. And, and I get that. I get that argument. That's why you have to be careful about the way you talk about it. But coaches can also be fired, <laughs> and coaches can be terminated on their contracts, and coaches have buyouts um, of which – you know, none of, none of the players have those things. I, I would be really comfortable if a kid just checked the box before he came to school and said, I'm going to be a, a student athlete on scholarship um, and I get to keep my scholarship for four to five years. Or if a kid said, I want to come in and, and have NIL, which is really pay for play now, but uh, I'm going to have this box, but I also can lose that and, 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 and be terminated. And, and, you know, most kids would choose the NIL path. But right. you'd have 15 or 20 kids a year that would say, you know what, I, I'll go take a full ride and, and take my scholarship and say I'll make a commitment to stay in there two, maybe three years. Can't transfer for those two to three years. And then after you've been in the program for two to three years, feel free to go play out your eligibility somewhere else. And you, but, you'd be comfortable as a coach guaranteeing those three years? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Because that's really what you need to develop a player is you need two, um, maybe three years. And uh, I, I, when kids have been in our program two to three years and they don't see that they're going to have playing time, most of the time they're wanting to go somewhere else. And we're, we're comfortable with that because they haven't blossomed all the way to the point maybe they need to. But most of the ones that make the decision to go quickly, they make it all about immediate gratification. Right. And that's the part that's, that's, that's the toughest part is, is that makes it hard. Coach, one last question. And I know this sounds crazy, but you know, fast forward one year from now, we'd be having semifinals tonight. And then we'd be another nine days away, maybe from the national championship. Are you going to do, obviously the goal at the university of Georgia is to win all your games, the sec championship, your bowl games, and get to that national championship game. With these extended period, are you going to do anything different in the off season? I mean, these kids' bodies have got to last another month, basically. How, how, how are you going to attack this first off season? Well, our off season won't change much. It'll it'll have the possibility of changing next year, and I think that's the biggest uh, challenge for college coaches right now. Is you you could, in theory, be going into an off season next year, which is considerably strong do you do away with spring practice if you play longer um and it becomes more of an nfl model where you don't have the spring practices because you're going to start lifting and doing workouts much later um as far as the way we attack the season it's not going to change a ton because you still got to make it uh x number of weeks you still have a little gap there between the uh championship games and then going to the uh the first round uh but you certainly have more games and you're going to play longer than you've ever played. So depth is going to play a major factor, I think, in those playoff runs uh, with teams that rosters are already, a lot of them, decimated by transfers and, and, and different things. Did you watch the whole national title game the other night? Yeah, I, I got to watch uh, all of it. Yeah. So now you turn your attention, you and Mary Beth got some streaming shows in line, or what's, what's the off season? I know that you know it's not all about football in the smart household. <laughs> well, nowadays it is uh, new, new rules year round. New I, rules, I, I right? It, if I can make it to February, then, then, then uh, I might I'd just be on phone with uh, juniors at that point. But <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's it's very different. There's not a lot of time to. It, it, she she reminds me constantly. There is not a lot of time for us and her. So it's a lot of uh, work and, and and traveling. But we we try to. She likes to watch the the hard knocks. The recent uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, hard knocks. That's he enjoys that. Mike That's Mc... not like a break, though. Yeah, Mike McDaniel, star in that thing, right? I was going to say yeah. you got you got to schedule some date nights, Kirby, 
maybe over at Chuck's or some of those other places, right? <laughs> I saw you Waffle House. She wasn't with you at Waffle House, and I saw you at Chick-fil-A. We saw those photos, and we didn't, see, right. wa- we didn't see Wifey with you, so. He was picking well, up. He was picking it up, up for her. Picking right. it up for her. He's yeah. smart oh, okay. right there. I get back to the house. That's that's, that's the boss. <laughs> she orders and I go. Yeah, <laughs> I buy you fly. All right, coach. Thanks so much. I know it's a day everybody's trying to. Everybody wants to talk to Kirby uh, about Nick Saban. So thank you for making this uh, show the first one you talk to, and I look forward to seeing you in Athens soon. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Coach. Go dogs. There he is. Go dogs.